And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much once again, the legendary John Bon Jovial folks, and thank you listeners for joining us again this week for another hour of all kinds of good indie music and a couple of great guests we've got to talk to coming up in just a few minutes. First, however, we've got our first new tune of the day, and I've just been, I, I hardly contain my enthusiasm. I want you to hear this because it is clever. It's called Wake me up when 2020 ends. Twenty nineteen has come and passed. The whole world went to shit so fast. Wake me up. When 2020 ends Ruined all my summer plans Cause some guy in China ate a bat Wake me up When 2020 ends Panic is setting to Walmart Hand sanitizer and TP fills my cart Thought this year would be a blast But now I'm jobless, stressed and fat Wake me up when 2020 ends Social distancing from friends Wearing masks and washing hands Wake me up when 2020 ends There's quarantine and travel bans Now murder hornets from Japan Wake me up when 2020 ends I'll binge some Netflix shows again Tiger King's a star And that bitch Carol Baskin Should be put behind bars And now most my days are spent Trying to reach unemployment Wake me up when 2020 ends Woohoo! It's finally over. You know what this means? Everything's gonna be okay. 
Call Matt is an idiot, and I hate him more than anything. Calling Matt is an idiot, and I hate him more than anything. Hey, man. Dude! It's 2021! You know what that means? No more social distancing! I'm coming over! Hell yeah! There you have it. They call themselves from ashes to new, and uh, they are a they are an American rock band from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, who have, uh, among other things, they've made a name for themselves doing parodies of other songs. And I thought they did such a great job uh, on this one that uh, I, I just had to share it with you. But you've got to let me let me make a pitch for him. You have got to see the video. Uh, wherever you go for your music, check out the video, Wake Me Up When 2020 Ends, from the group From Ashes to New. Uh, you're really going to get a kick out of it. You're probably going to want to watch it more than once to catch all the nuances and subtleties and little things that are stuck in there that you won't notice the first time. It's, uh, it's really neat. It's worth a shot. And I think, uh, I think they may make a name for themselves off of this. They've been a... Uh, Actually, they have been pretty much a metal band, and uh, it's funny to hear them do something this relatively metal, uh, mellow, but uh, I, I think they did a good job, and I wanted to share it. What say you, John Bon Jovi? Well, I, I hope that Green Day appreciates it, too, that they do a nice job. Uh, they, they, they really do, uh, and if they're primarily a metal band, then I guess they could be metal-less on this song uh, but no <laughs> they do metal. a nice job it, it's uh they 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 hit the nail on the head yeah great song i thought they did an excellent job on it production was great and uh, yeah green day and the writers will get uh will make some royalties off of that one john bon jovi how are things in bon jovial land today while well, we have a minute or two here well i think the drought may be over it's raining to beat the band today uh and uh, as of the time of the pre-record of this show there's officially here in florida about another hour and a half of daylight left but if you look outside uh no night got here an hour and a half early it's uh, uh you can't see across the street it's raining so hard uh and and i'm not being facetious when i say that uh the sky does light up with the lightning but then again south florida is the lightning capital of the world and so uh, we are starting to transition from the dry season now to the rainy season. Uh, the hurricane season has unofficially begun with Arthur rolling around out there in the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, hey, it's time to uh, batten down the hatches. And uh, we can all wish that we were out in the desert of the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, like you. Actually, we have had another uh, another nice spell. And uh, today is supposed to be right around 100. Yesterday uh, was exactly 100. And the day before that, we didn't hit 100. And they're saying Wednesday, which for those of you listening in the future, 
uh, Wednesday is going to be, I don't know, what's Wednesday, the 20th of May, 2020. So uh, they're saying we might not hit 90, which would be just totally unheard of this time of year. The average this time of year is in the mid-90s. So uh, yeah, we are enjoying... We uh, we're enjoying a very pleasant spring for the time being, and I hope it carries through to the summer because 116 is just too warm. But anyway, that's where we're at, and we're about ready to get at our first guest of the day, and uh, want to share one of his tunes with you. And then we'll bring him in to sit and talk with us. So here is a gentleman who calls himself Larry Pascal, and his song "Just Three Days." Ah!
And there you have it, Larry Pascal, just three days. Let's bring the gentleman in here and uh, and have a chat with him. Larry, come on in and say hello. Hey, guys. How is it going, man? Glad to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. Glad to have you here, Larry, and uh, welcome to our little corner here. Uh, pull up a seat on the sofa and put your feet up, and let's chat a while. You've got uh, – you're another uh, – multi-talented artists we've had a few of them lately and uh, it's it's a lot of fun because the artists that do more than just sing or whatever uh, they just have so much to talk about and it's just exciting to talk to them you've been known you've been known as the hired gun how did you acquire that moniker well uh, and I, it goes it's kind of what you just you just said um you know between being a, uh, a guitar player, a lead guitar player, a lead vocalist, uh, be able to play bass, arrange, produce, um, you know, many people who need demos done and need someone to come in and fill some, some spots up, you know, they can call me and I can, I can jump right in and help them out. So, uh, you know, I've been able to lend my talents in many areas and it, it's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty interesting to say the least and i've met a lot of people worked with a lot of people and um it, it's a great it's a great feeling for for someone to call you and go listen man i need someone to not only you know help me out writing this but i need someone to play guitar on it or i need someone to do the vocals on it and um it's it's really a cool thing so that's that's how it came about um and uh it's been a ride I've heard you referred to also as the one man band and from what you're from what you're telling us I can understand that as well you've had uh, uh with your uh, with your gun for hire uh, you've had some pretty heavy duty connections I noticed that uh Vince Neil and Firehouse uh, are among the names that you've either played with or for uh, tell us about some of your uh, some of your exciting contacts you've had that you've worked with. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, so one of my favorite artists is actually, uh, and I know you don't know these guys is, uh, with Nelson's kids and Nelson's. Right. And, yeah. uh, I've met people, you know, through people. So I was touring with, um, Vince Neal. And then what happened was, you know, Slaughter's band was basically Vince Neil's solo band. So then I met Mark Slaughter, and we did some shows with Slaughter. So Slaughter introduces me to Gunnar Nelson. And so you see how the domino effect kind of happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then before you know it, one thing leads to another. And, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Gunnar calls me up one day, and he's like, look, Matthew can't do these shows. Can you fill in for him and do this? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. So then I just took over his parts, and then one thing leads to another, and then it's like, hey, give this guy a call. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it all. <laughs> so it's really been a it's really been an interesting uh, ride uh, as it's gone gone through the years here. And then uh, finally, you know, I, I had to put my my career on hold for a while um, for some reasons, and now I'm I'm full steam ahead solo. So it's. Um, Really, really been a cool thing. An overnight success, and it only took you 30 years to accomplish it. But that, that is, uh, I'll tell you what, it's quite a testimonial. It's a salute to you that these people do 
have this much respect for you and can pick up the phone or whatever and say, Hey man, we need you to fill in. And you're not only right there, but you do it and do it well enough that they keep coming back to you. John Bon Jovio, what you got for us? Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, Larry, welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have you on. Uh, I have a question that I don't ask too many people. I'm, in listening to uh, just three days, uh, I yep. was paying particular this, attention. This Pardon? This is my favorite part, talking about songs. So this is, this is uh, my wheelhouse. Well, good. Uh, we'll make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I got a good question for you. Um, and, and I don't ask this question to too many people. As a matter of fact, I can't really even remember the last time I did ask somebody about this. But I paid particular attention to the background backup vocals uh, and because they've got a very nice, rich, full uh, flavor to them. Who are these people, and how did you get them to do exactly what they do on this song? There is no band. That's me singing everything. That's you doing the backup vocal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. You should hire yourself. <laughs> yep, that's, that's, that's me. Yeah. No, that's 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 me doing everything. Nope. Uh, and here's the best part of it. Okay. What I'm most proud of on this whole record is that there's no pitch correction. There is no auto-tune. Thank you. There are no guitar harmonizers on this album. This this is the, this album was done the way it should be, and anyone who knows me personally knows that this is a big deal for me. So all those harmonies you hear in the background on just three days, those three-part harmonies, those odds that come in, that's, that's me singing all those parts. Wow, well, my You just got yourself to... a fan for life. Yeah, that's pretty good. That really is... Uh... I, I, John I Bon Jovi hates auto tune. Oh yeah, that's that's the other thing too. You mentioned auto tune. I absolutely hate, loathe, and despise auto tune. Uh, it just <laughs> you got yourself a fan for life, Larry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I make it a point. It's in the it's in my um, in my press releases. It's in my it's on my website. Um, I you know, just given what's happened to this industry. To the music industry in the last 20 years, well, it's probably close to 20 now since that Cher song came out. Uh, you know, I just feel so compelled to mention that because not only is it, am I proud of it, but to me, that's how it's supposed to be done. And um, sure. yeah, sure it so it, yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big deal making this record. And, uh, you know, those harmony parts are all worked out. And then I sang them all. And, uh, and then uh, it's, it, yeah, what you got there. So I, I really appreciate that question. Well, good on well, you. you know, That's great. That really is. You know, it's funny because I also had a uh, had a thought hit me square between the eyes on this song, and uh, it really is strange because you've only been around thirty years. You're not a, dino, a dinosaur like we are. And uh, this song, to me, did you write this song? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, this song to me smacks of 1960s rock and roll. I hear that song, and I think Lou Christie and some of the other acts from that time period, It to me, it has a throwback flavor to it. I'd have to go well, along with I, that. I think it does. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
it's got that throwback to it with, with a modern, you know, modern sound. But, you know, I had someone mention to me a few weeks ago uh, when they heard it. Uh, it was um, a producer a friend of mine and um, at a label. And the first thing he said to me, he goes, you know, I sat here and listened to this. And I said, my God, I'm listening to a classic hit of the 70s. Or, or you know what I mean? And that, and that was, to yeah. me, that was, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Fantastic book. Great melody, great vocals, killer guitar solo, and yeah, that's got, and that's what it's about for me. That's it's all about the songwriting. You definitely nailed it then, and uh, yeah, late sixties into the early seventies, uh, the feel is just there, and, and that's what I noticed that when you started off the vocals, I said, you know, this has the sound and feel of a Lou Christie era song, and then you carry it into the music. It's a, it's a good cut. And I, I think it, uh, it really spans the ages in that respect. Uh, I, I really like it. A nice, nice sound. What have you got building in your career? What's coming up for you? I know you can't be doing a lot of touring right now, unless you're, uh, unless you're doing some live streams. What, what do you got going? Okay. So, well, you're, you're exactly right. So, but what is going to happen is I am going to shoot videos for uh, two more songs off the, the Black and Blue album. So as soon as we can get this together, uh, we're going to get this get these shot. Now they should have been done already, but things have kind of been delayed. But I am yeah. working on I am working on getting those videos shot. So I am going to shoot two more videos. I don't know if you guys have seen the video for just three days yet. Um, I have, have John hasn't. Okay, you got yeah, definitely check that out. And I'm going to shoot two more videos for that. What I'm also doing is I'm I've written some other songs um, that I'm going to do just acoustically, um, and so I'm getting ready to record those, and I'm going to shoot videos for those. Um, so those are the next things that are coming up musically right away. But the idea is to keep pushing that black and blue album because um, I really believe um, that people are starving for great rock and roll. They really are. And the masses want it. And as this record keeps getting pushed and I keep pushing this, I keep getting the feedback. I just keep getting constantly is, Oh my God, this is the stuff I've been waiting for. And, you know, it's that age group of, you know, probably, you know, 38, 39, 40 and above that are, you know, looking for that, you know, like, hey, this is what it's all about. And right. I think I came up with a melodic rock album that you cannot push the skip button on. And um, I, I, and I want to be that guy that bring this kind of stuff back to the forefront. You know, that, that's like my it. goal. That, that's I, what I'm I, looking for. You know? I do like that, and uh, I, you're right. You're right. There is a, uh, there is a big uh, demand for real rock and roll. I mean, there's a lot of experimental stuff going on, going off into different areas and diff what I classify as different subgenres. But uh, just plain good old-fashioned rock and roll, there's definitely a... Uh, there's definitely a market for it. And uh, I'm glad you've decided to uh, be one that uh, fills that gap there. 
it's uh, is really much needed. John Bon Jovi, any closing thoughts before we uh, well, wrap the, this segment up here? Yeah, the only thing that I wanted to add to that that uh, that uh, just three days to me, it's good mood rock and roll. It it just it makes you feel good. It just puts you if you're in a lousy mood. It'll put you in a good mood. It's just, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. And, well, uh, I will go ahead, Larry. That's exactly how I describe that. If you, if you go look at the video, you'll see comments on there. And what does it say? There's people saying uplifting rock and roll. Uh, that's, that's what it is. That, you nailed it. That song, I believe, and I think you just confirmed it. It makes you feel good when you listen to that. Yeah, exactly. I, I really do. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to connect to the soul. And Larry, I, I think we you're you're on a cell phone. I think correct. I am. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're moving around or what, but the signal is getting uh, is varying. We get some points where you're coming through real clear, and then other times you sound a little muffled. So if you're moving around, you might want to try staying in one place for a moment, and uh, maybe that'll help. I hate to lose the quality so people can't hear you, but find, I find wanted to spot. first yeah, find that sweet right. spot. But is first, that better? I wanted to give you a chance to do a little self-promotion here. Now, the album is black and blue, correct? That is correct. Title Black and Blue. And yep. where can they find the album? You can get it on iTunes. You can download it off of iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can <clears throat> you can get the seat. I actually have CDs as well um, that uh, that you can uh, get on my website, and you'll see where you can get the uh, the physical CD too. And I sign them all as well. So it's been going really well. But uh, yeah, iTunes. Um, YouTube, you can download it off there. You can listen to it on YouTube. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can definitely get it on Apple, and you can definitely um, you can hear it on Reverb and Spotify. And, um, yeah, it's out there. And where do they find you online? So they can find me at uh, LarryPascalMusic.com. You can hit me at Twitter at LarryPascal1. And on Facebook... You can look up the Fox 23, and Larry Pascal will come up. So you can get me in all those spots. And your website address is what? It is www.larrypascalmusic.com. All right, and we have among our, you know, all the usual social media out there, uh, we have a page on Facebook that is a music groups page, the David Bowers Awards. And that is up there for our guests and any music people to post their new releases, uh, play dates, live streams, rumors, gossip, anything you want to share with the fans. It's open, free. That's what it's there for. Just post up to it. We'll pick up on it and spread it around to our other social media pages. So feel free to jump in there anytime you've got something you want to share with the listeners and fans, and uh, we'll make it happen for you from there. Oh, that's great. I will absolutely do that. And also, please keep in touch with us. We like to follow the careers of our guests. And you've once you're on the show, you're kind of family to us. So we'll always have an open door for you, a place to preview your music. And, of course, invite you to come back and see us when you've got some new stuff you want to share. 
Oh, that's fantastic, David. I really appreciate this. Our pleasure, and our thanks also to uh, uh, Jen and the gang over at, uh, at Lady Lake Music for turning us on to you and hooking us up so that you can come in and share some time and stories with us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to hearing from you in the very near future. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Pascal, and here is a tune I know you're going to like. It's called 1,700 Miles to Austin. Just to show 
Larry Pascal right here on the David Bowers Awards, and we thank you so much for dropping by. Uh, be sure and check him out, as with all of our guests. Check him out online. Uh, drop him a line. Talk to him. Tell him what you like, don't like, what you want to hear from them, and, uh, you know, ask for an autograph, whatever it is that floats your boat. By all means, they'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'd love to know that you're following our guests. Let us know, too, uh, what you like and don't like, who you'd like to hear on the show, especially if you have an artist that uh, you think deserves a shot and uh, we should you know, feature their music or even have them on as a guest, don't hesitate to drop us a line and uh, tell us about it. You can address us. Our email is david at thedavidbowers.com. We keep it simple so that I can remember it. And uh, you're welcome to drop us a line anytime. Love to hear from you. As I said, so do the artists. That's what they're out there for. And, uh, you know, without you, they don't have a career. So they definitely want to hear from you. Yeah, Ladies really. and gentlemen, I'm going to bring you a gentleman by the name of Bill Pierce. And uh, we've had a lot of comments about some of the guitar work we've had on. We've had on some uh, multi-talented artists, as I've mentioned, including some great guitarists. And I think Bill Pierce is going to fit that mold very well. Here he is with Killers Arlo.
There you go. Killers, that's Bill Pierce. And, Bill, I don't have any idea where the Arlo came from. All I know is that it was on the uh, it was on the title of the track you sent me, and I figured better I say it and not need it than, you know, the other way around. But uh, apparently the title of the song is just plain Killers, correct? Yeah. <laughs> well, great. You're a killer. Come on in here and say hello, Bill. How's it going, everybody? It's going, it's going, my friend, and glad to have you here with us. Welcome aboard, and uh, some some great guitar work there. Thank you. Uh, that song still isn't uh, released yet because we were supposed to release in March, and the COVID thing kind of put the kibosh on the release and the the small tour and whatnot. So most of the people on uh, on your station, that, that, those are the first people I've heard it. Period. Outside of the engineers and the band, and you know, and family and friends. And people awesome. that have seen me play stuff live, yeah. So, and uh, the well, reason we're... I said Arlo on there is because he is my mastering engineer. So that was his mastered ah. version. That's how his name is well, on there. Well, hey, listen, he gets a he gets a plug on worldwide internet. <laughs> Arlo, yeah. nice job, nice job, Arlo, and thank you very much. We uh, we're very proud and pleased to be able to uh, debut that to the world. Uh, it's a great cut. And you do some great guitar work on there. I, uh, I'm really impressed and uh, glad we were able to get you to come on, come and be on the show. You've got, you've got quite a history, quite a thing going. You're from a little place up in Maine, out what, just southeast of Bangor, and uh, the stuff you do and have accomplished from a place that uh, a lot of people have probably never heard of uh, is really amazing. You're uh, According to the notes and everything that I have, let's see, a guitarist, singer, songwriter, composer, teacher, live performer, and that's in addition to being well-known in the guitar community and extensive experience playing around New England and God knows what else. Tell us a little bit about Bill Pierce. Well, the, the what else is uh, I, um, I was a uh, classical violinist from age 7 to 14, right, and uh, so when I started playing guitar, first thing I thought of was like, you know, I've done some classical music, so I think I want to check out this jazz thing. So I, I got a two-year degree from the University of Maine in Augusta, and uh, that was in the end of the 80s, probably 86, 87. And uh, back then, they had one of the best faculties on the planet for jazz guys. And um, that, so that kind of diversified me a little bit. And then a lot of what happened to me was I, I spent a year at GIT out in Hollywood, California, and um, that was where a lot of the uh, the growth for me happened in that one year, pretty much. You know, because when I came back, there's actually videos floating around that were just released by the drummer of a band I was in out there back from in 88, 89. And I was surprised at how good my playing was on it for being such a young guy, you know. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so a lot of work, though. You know, and that's the thing about being a musician. Anybody, a lot of people think about being a musician or playing an instrument that, you know, you have to really love it. The passion is what drives the hours of, of, uh, of, of work. And I don't really work at it. You know, it's fun for me. And that's, uh, that's something that's a recurring theme out here. We, uh, we do pride ourselves in being able to uh, occasionally get across message like uh, what it takes to make it in the music world in this day and age. And we've had some excellent people come on in addition to yourself uh, both the performers, musicians, as well as uh, record company people, promoters, and God knows who else. And uh, they've talked about what it takes and the different 
you know, talents and, and work you have to put into it. And one recurring theme is that uh, you have to love what you're doing. You don't get into it just for the fun and for the money, because if you do, you're not going to last very long. And the acts that do last are the ones that love what they're doing and put their heart and soul into it. And uh, it's a point very well taken. John Bon Jovi, oh, by the way, Bill, I'm glad you mentioned the violinist thing. I wanted to bring that out. I thought that was uh, really neat. You started off as a kid as a classical violinist. And look what you've turned into today. John Bon Jovi, what do you got? I know you want to get a question in. Well, yeah, I just, you know, first of all, Bill, welcome. We are just absolutely thrilled to have you here. Uh, my question, though, is uh, the the whole classical violin thing. Uh, is First of all, is this something that you still do and, you know, with some frequency? And then how did you come about making the transition from playing the classical violin to a jazz rock guitar with a nice fuzz tone to it? Well, if you, if you listen to uh, the, the history of, uh, you know, what I call modern shred, you know, modern shred guitar came from uh, the first one was Ingve Malmsteen, who was essentially, a, you know, uh, he sounded exactly like a violinist playing guitar, and um, and I I was still playing a little bit of violin, and fr- I was very frustrated with the guitar because it had two extra strings and it wasn't tuned right in, in my opinion, you know, because I was a violinist, and uh, you know, because violin is a, is a is a tough instrument, but if you got some some ears, it can be uh, it can be kind of easy to pick up, you know, and um, the guitar was tough, you know, so. The, the way it happened was the violin kind of, I, I just got bored with it, you know. And I was also kind of a rebellious teenager. My brother died of cancer when I was 16, so oh, I started hanging around with the guys with the long hair and, you know, all that. And, and uh, to be around that, in that time, you know, I played parties. I started playing parties when I was 16, and, and that was kind of how it started, you know. But, and who, um, hasn't, as as who hasn't been a rebellious teen at one time or yeah. another? <laughs> yeah, better then than when you're in your 50s, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Although, although when you get up in your 50s and 60s, you've got a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more knowledge of what you can and can't do. It's just you oh, yeah. sometimes can't do what you used to do. But that's a that's a whole another story. Now you're doing you're doing quite a bit of instructing too, aren't you? Um, well, it slowed down a lot because of the COVID-19 thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not as busy as it was, but, um, and, and the, the learning curve, I had done some Skyping with overseas guys, but the, the market for that is, is, uh, kind of taken up by that young Instagram, you know, video wizard, internet wizard, young, you know, the young crowd. And, uh, you know, my right. skills just never kind of cut through that market, but, but so I was kind of launched into it. It took about a week to get the curve down. And then, you know, now, you know, I'm all my stuff in the lessons goes through the computer. All my amps and everything are all virtual amps. And, and, and of course, everything you're listening to on the album, there's not an amp on that. It's all uh, universal audio device and uh, Amplitude 4, you know, so it's all, they're all dropping amps pretty much. Well, we can relate to that in a, uh, in a personal way because our, uh, our studio engineer, is uh, also in uh, several other areas. He's an ins- he's an instrumentalist himself. He's a, a group player as well, and he also teaches. And he's doing the same thing you were talking about. As a matter of fact, he we went through with him the experience of transitioning from live classes 
or in-person classes anyway, to uh, online classes. And uh, it was a uh, it was an interesting transition as he explained it to us. So uh, we can appreciate what you went through there. Now you've also mentioned uh, you've also mentioned live stream, of course, as you said, and uh, everyone we talked to said because of the coronavirus or COVID-19, there's a lot of that going around. Uh, there's all kinds of things being done that weren't done before. Uh, you doing some live streaming. Um, well, I mean, the, the only live streaming I do is when I, you know, once in a while I'll do a, a Facebook live event, um, you know, and I, but I, I do a lot of the, you know, I have the band on a backing track and I play and, uh, you know, and of course I post the videos, but for, as far as like having my band play live, we haven't done that yet because, you know, everything that I've looked into, uh, you know, including uh, the friend that you recommended to me, um, most of the stuff that's being done is either pre-recorded ahead of time and then put into a video so it looks like you're playing together. But you're actually not playing in time because the the servers on the other end of, uh, you know, of, of Zoom or, or, you know, Facebook or, you know, the Apple ones for FaceTime or any of those devices, Skype, there's too much latency and too much, uh, too many bytes trying to go into these places. So, even if you've got the right equipment and a really fast speed and everything, the servers on the other end are going to be the, an issue with that, you know? Right. So, sure. But, yeah, definitely. In the, future, in the future, I would be willing to bet that somebody like Zoom or Facebook or Google will realize that there's a an overwhelming amount of people that will uh, that will pay for a service like that. And once they realize that, it'll, it'll open and all this goes away. Absolutely. One of the many, uh, many things that is going to uh, develop out of this crisis. Uh, there's some good things that have happened, and it's, it's forcing us into an area that we've never been before. Uh, for example, is, as you said, the, uh, the paid online concert streaming. And I was just reading an article today that uh, Zoom has blossomed, has blown up to something like 300 million customers using it a day. And uh, they're also picking up a lot of action on zoom calls instead of uh, live stream or face stream li- or Facebook live. And uh, that's another interesting facet to watch for. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the music industry shakes down uh, with all the changes and new developments from this crisis, uh, the things you can't do, forcing you to find out new things you can do. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I have, uh, I have, as a spiritual person, you know, I have always said to, to many people, and I don't know how many messages and texts and, and discussions and Facebook posts, you know, and, and I said right from, the, right from the get-go, you know, I'm grateful to be doing what I can do. Uh, finances are really tough and whatnot, but I'm, I'm still grateful to be able to continue to do what I can do, and uh, I'm focusing on what I, what I can do and what I do have because it, Absolutely. it makes the whole thing much easier to live that way than to, to watch the debauchery of people arguing about what's right and who's right and who's wrong and all that is to me is madness because if those folks could sit down for five minutes and just write down on a piece of paper the things that they've got in their life that, they, that they're grateful for, maybe they wouldn't be doing Amen. all that, you know? Amen. You're absolutely right. Now, Bill, we're going to have to wrap this up in about 30 seconds here because this next track we're going to play is a little bit on the longer side. It's uh, it's not the two and a half minute track of the 1960s, but this is the one that caught my attention. So I want to be sure and give it its full just so in about 30 seconds or so, tell us a little bit about the toilet paper apocalypse.
Well, the the name is pretty much self-explanatory. But you know, I don't know anybody that has an experience of going to the store and seeing empty shelves and whatnot. <laughs> but it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of uh, it's kind of a mockery of it because you know there there really aren't other than beef, right? There's really no shortages. There's just people grabbing things and then they're they're you know they're living in fear and they and they don't have to do that because you know people are neighborly, a lot more neighborly than some of these folks might imagine, you know, and and um, you know the. The, the song is just to be a joke about the whole thing because it's, it, it it's, it's ridiculous. A, it, it's a horrible paper, you know. It's a great show of your skills. Real quick, Bill, tell us how people can find you online because I know when I was looking you up, there are more than one Bill Pierce. How do they find the right one? Well, the, the fastest way to get to the song is BillPierce.BandCamp.com. That's the fastest way. And um, but if you put Bill Pierce and guitar in there in any search engine, you'll find me. You'll find my website. You'll find, you know, you'll, Facebook, all of it. You just have to put guitar. There you go. Saxophonist, yeah, the saxophonist guy, and, and some of my YouTube music isn't even under my own name because I don't have a Wikipedia page yet or something. That's what they told uh, me. But yeah. I gotcha. Well, listen, we thank you so much for coming by, sharing with us, and uh, we definitely want you to keep in touch with us. We have that page on Facebook that we keep reminding our artists about, the David Bowers Awards Groups page, and uh, that's there for artists to post their, their new releases, their stories, whatever they got that they want to share with their fans, put it up there. We'll pick it up and spread it around to our other social media posts. So thank you so much. Again, keep in touch. We'd love to have you come back and visit us. And... Uh, share some more music with us. Okay, thanks a lot for having me, too. Our pleasure. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Pierce, and here is the Toilet Paper Apocalypse.
There you go. That's the Toilet Paper Apocalypse, Mr. Bill Pierce of Bill Pierce Guitar. And we thank him so much for joining us, as well as uh, as Larry Pascal, our first guest today. Another fun show with some great music. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope also that you will come back and visit us next week when we do it all over again. John Bon Jovial, take us home. And we're on our way. Hey, folks, you did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with the David Bowers Awards, and we really are glad each and every week that you do. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most major streaming services. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course on Facebook, and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZF FM, that's 106.3 on your FM radio dial, Rochester Free Radio, and Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for The David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying love one another, wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and we'll see you next week right here on The David David Bowers Award. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.